MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019. Today, Trump refuses to appear in the House Judiciary impeachment hearings. Lisa Page speaks out. Republican Congressman Duncan Hunter will withdraw his not guilty plea. Two big cases had hearings on Monday. We expect superseding indictments in the Parnas and Freeman case. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Amanda Reeder. Hello. How are you? Good. Did you say superseding Fruman? I mm. did. Who gets points for that? That it's, would be me this week. If it happens this week. Yeah. The yeah. indictment has to happen. Yeah. Uh, that week. Otherwise, AG can just come swoop in as her first pick <laughs> this Sunday. Yeah. Oh, she first picked next Sunday? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cross your fingers. It's yeah. a timing, a game of timing. If you're wondering what we're talking about, um, on our sister pod, Miller, she wrote, we have the Fantasy Indictment League, uh, where you draft five players that you think could be indicted. Each of them has a certain point value based on how close they are to the president's inner circle. We award the points and you win nothing because we don't gamble. <laughs> um, no gambling. Um, <laughs> just bragging rights. Yeah. Yeah. And mostly just sadness, actually. Yeah. <laughs> mostly just depression <laughs> for the overall health of our nation. Yeah. But uh, Jordan had selected superseding indictments on Fruman. Yeah. And I had picked a plea agreement with Parnas. Mm-hmm. And it actually, some more news came out today that looks like Parnas uh, is going, his lawyer said in court today that he's going to probably cooperate with the impeachment inquiry. Yes. So we'll see how that pans out the indictment you don't get points for the indictments unless they happen the week that you pick them and next week i choose first and i'll probably pick superseding fruman in mm-hmm. which case jordan will probably pick a harness plea you. agreement yeah <laughs> which will put me into the giuliani range and then we'll go from there so we'll see how it goes um that's how we play that also i want to encourage you all to become patrons um if you become a patron of the daily beans you automatically also become a patron of muller she wrote You'll get some fun gifts. We have, I think right now, a $10 level with our Super Space Beans mug. And then we're going to start a $15 level where you can get video coverage of our studio. Um, That starts in January. Uh, But if you sign up, all $15 patrons will get that. Um, If you are already a $15 patron, you will get that video stuff. Um, So you can sign up now for that. And then I think the $10 patron, we're going to do a special Q&A episode every month just for y'all. Fun. And that'll be questions from from our patrons, and we'll answer them. Um, and uh, you'll have that show all to yourself. And then I'm going to be doing, I think, my crime in progress book by Fritch and Simpson from Fusion GPS comes in the mail. I'm going to start putting together some episodes for a review of that. And that's just going to be for patrons if you want our review of that book. Um, we go over it pretty thoroughly if you haven't heard any of our previous book reviews. So I do definitely encourage you to become a patron. Uh, it really helps us out, helps support women in podcasting. Daily Beans is still independent, so um, we really appreciate that. And then also you'll notice, if you're a Daily Beans listener, I don't know if you'll be hearing this because you have noticed that the uh, show isn't in your Muller She Wrote feed anymore, but we've pulled it out of the Muller She Wrote feed because I know a lot of Muller She Wrote fans only want to hear the Muller She Wrote once a week, and they didn't, um, you know, a lot of them didn't want to hear the beans every day. They wanted to do that separately on their own. And so we've done that. So if you uh, need to subscribe to The Daily Beans, please do that. Search for it wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a patron, you'll get both. And you'll get The Beans ad-free in your uh, premium feed. And you can become a patron for as little as 3 bucks a month. And um, that'll give you all that the ad-free episode and 
um, the bonus episodes, all the digital content pretty much except for that Q&A episode, which will be solely for, for $10 patrons. But just wanted to encourage you all to sign up for that. And I think that's it as far as like housekeeping issues with, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on with the feeds. But how are you guys? Yeah, doing pretty good. Good, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I had a really good workout this morning. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to yoga too. after this. Nice. Yes. You look yoga-y. Oh, yeah. In your little tie-dye, tie-dye. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of yoga are you taking? Uh, hot yoga. Hot? Yeah. I'm going to... I like I like core power. Yeah? Yeah, I'm a fan. I like their sequences. I kind of wanted to do like maybe a more local studio that's more focused on inner... Peace. I think there's like two different kinds of yoga classes, but, though, right? I separate them out. Yeah, they have like they like, have like yoga sculpt classes and stuff, which are just, it's like yeah, more, more f- fitness yeah. oriented. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah but um, I like those pilgrimage. Entire, yeah, those oh, nice. are two okay, yeah. different experiences. Pilgrimage of the heart, the one that's uh-huh. on yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that yeah. Place too. Yeah, they yeah. have a good hot vinyasa flow. Yeah. yeah, that's just right in the center of hipster town, and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Literally, hipsters in one room. Yoga. Shout out to pilgrimage yoga. It's my fave. They have really good, really super encouraging, really good teachers. If you, if, no, if you need like great. medium hippie, you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Like you don't want it to be like too hippie, but it's hippie enough that they're like, you're doing a great job. Yeah. yeah but they don't dial you. down the hippie so much that it's exactly. like just right. a fitness class. Exactly. Yeah. Medium hippie. Because I was taking yoga at Equinox in LA and that mm. was just oh. like, hey, Becky, come take yoga. Oh, God. I need some mind shit, Becky. Oh, no. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so... Anyway, uh, that's really good. That that kind of, I think, self-care is really important. Yeah, definitely. I do love me some yoga. I like the dim lighting. That's also why I'm going with core power, because I can always count on it to be dark in there, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> yeah, I did, uh, I think it was 2018, I did 365 days of yoga. I did yoga every day. I had an Insta and everything. I was very not popular, but it was fun. <laughs> um, what are you going to do? It's better than the Ice Bucket Challenge. <laughs> Image wise or tide, cause wise, tide pods. great, awesome thing. Please do not send emails. I am not against charity and good things. Sure, you are. Everyone knows you hate charity. You hate people. You hate everything. God, you're rude and terrible. Also, you're ginger. Okay. Also, <laughs> I love you. I just appreciate. Okay, yeah. that's where the line is drawn. <laughs> uh, uh, before I get to the news, I just want to let you know that a whole shitload of, jo- of documents just dropped from the department of justice uh, they're the Mueller grand jury materials they're called the Mueller memos from the buzzfeed foia this time we got hope hicks comey Corey lewandowski cohen just a ton of stuff john kelly and we're going to cover all that in tomorrow's episode and uh, uh, and during Mueller, she wrote in depth this weekend but i need a chance to read it all so i just wanted to let you know that just dropped and i, I need to read it but it it's important i don't think it's going to change much particularly the Cohen stuff, because the Cohen investigation is finished. Uh, and the, as Southern District of New York to either decided not to pursue the hush money case any further or they were shut down and stonewalled. And, um, but this could, I don't know, it could mean something for Cy Vance, but I know that they've already spoken to Cohen a bunch of times and probably already have what they need. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, it, but it's, important to go, I, it's important to go through these documents and see you know, well, oh, yep, that's we thought. Yep, look at that's what we thought. Oh, yeah, mm, mm-hmm. you know, especially with the Trump Tower stuff and mm-hmm. the, the pardon dangles and uh, Cohen asking for them and being told about them. It's all in there. So, yep, we'll get to it. But uh, I just wanted to give you a heads up that we aren't going to cover that in depth because we just haven't had time to read them yet. But we do have a lot of other stuff we're covering today. So let's do it. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. Baby. 
Okay, let's start with breaking news out of the Southern District of New York in the Parnas and Fruman and Korea hearing today. Mm. Uh, Korea is the third person that was apprehended. Uh, we, we usually just think of Parnas and yeah. Fruman, um, but there, there was a third. Uh, as you know, these are Giuliani associates who were charged with one count apiece. Uh, for campaign finance violations, so they could be arrested quickly before they boarded a plane. Um, I think they were having this massive investigation into Juliana, Juliana, <laughs> <laughs> to Juliana and Parnas and Fruman on a wave of mute. Okay, um, Giuliani, Parnas, Fruman in Korea that they were having this huge, massive investigation and counterintelligence investigation in parallel. And they were going at it. They were getting all their stuff together. And all of a sudden, they find out these two dudes are at the airport about to leave on one-way tickets. And they're like, shit, okay, we we definitely have them on campaign finance violations. They filed the indictment, went out and nabbed them, brought them back, which said to us, and we've talked about this, uh, uh, that there's going to be more indictments. There has to be. That's why Mm -hmm. we've been drafting them for our Fantasy Indictment League for so long. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they were s- still not finished with this investigation. Yeah. And those court cases proved that today. Um, the big news is that the prosecutor said they are likely to file superseding indictments in this case. Uh, we are pretty sure this was coming, like I said, because they had to arrest them <laughs> at the airport. Um, and this is not only an investigation into Fruman and Parnas in Korea, but Rudy Giuliani as well. But the hearing, uh, this hearing was just for the Giuliani associates, not Giuliani, because Giuliani hasn't been indicted yet. Um we also learned that yet. prosecutors yet have collected a ton of evidence. We learned this today, including, well, the 50 bank accounts we knew about because that was part of Parnas's bail conditions. He had to turn over information. His wife actually had to turn over information on 50 different bank accounts of his. Oh, but they, uh, confisc- they in, the, in the warrants, they confiscated 29 electronic devices, including a satellite phone from Parnas. They're still trying to crack those passwords on many of those devices. Wait, what so is a satellite phone? It's a phone that works um, instead of uh, on terrestrial cell towers. It works via satellite. Interesting. So it works pretty much anywhere in the world. Okay, so like a, like one that you'd get if you're going into the woods and may get lost. Yes. Or something. Yeah, or okay, you're in it. Antarctica or something. Okay, cool, cool. Thank you, you are a scientist and you need to have communications with the rest of the world, but you don't have Verizon. That makes sense. Um <laughs> And Sorry to interrupt. No, that's okay. So he has a satellite phone. And like I said, they're still trying to crack these passwords on many of these devices because the defense was like, we haven't gotten any of this stuff yet. We got, well, we got 70,000 documents, but, you know, we haven't gotten all this <laughs> other stuff. And the prosecution, the uh, uh, U.S. attorney was like, uh, look, bro, we're still trying to crack these passwords. So it's going to be a minute. And I think what's cool is oftentimes when they're trying to crack passwords on these phones, they send them to Quantico, to the FBI training mm-hmm. facility. And oh, see if fun. they can get the recruits to, to crack them. That's cool. Like the Paul Mitchell salon for, for trainees. <laughs> but, but get my hair cut at the beauty school today. <laughs> get my phone cracked at the FBI school today. <laughs> That's FBI funny. school dropout. It should be cheaper. <laughs> it's just going to take longer. <laughs> it should cost the taxpayers less money. Yeah. Like, you don't know what the hell you're doing. We're just seeing if you have the chops. <laughs> <laughs> like Clarice, you know, just send you in there to talk to yeah, yeah. Hannibal, <laughs> you student. I wouldn't have sent a student. Maybe it's just me. Maybe the FBI is different. Yeah. Well, sometimes they do have a fresh take, you know, <laughs> maybe that's what they're going for with Quantico. True. I, yeah. That in training mm-hmm. and fresh eyes. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Um, one of the defense lawyers said they did receive the warrant from the defense, which which helps. It's indicative of what they're looking for. But 26 pages of that warrant was were redacted. Uh, and that's the uncharged conduct, right? That's why oh, it was redacted is because that's the shit that they haven't charged 
Parnas, Fruman, and Korea with yet. And it could have Giuliani in there, too. Wow. Um, so get ready for superseding indictments. Next hearing is February 3rd. That's far away. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that does feel kind of far away. Because you think they want to give him more time to think about it? They, they need more time to crack the cut because the students are we're cracking right the, the code. Phones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a bunch of douchebags back at the FBI school trying to crack these codes. Better give us two months. No. Yeah, yeah it takes that. It takes that long. Whether you have got like a... Yeah. And honestly, I, I, we joke about it. I'm I'm sure there are experts oh, there totally. helping them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> I'm just, just making jokes. It's yeah. also like, isn't this the worst time of the year for all of this to be like coming to a head? Because no one wants to work between Thanksgiving and Christmas at all. Yeah. Oh, Anybody with an office God. job is like, nah, see yeah. you in early January. And then last year, <laughs> that on top of a government shutdown, yeah. which is looming still. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well. Hope they can find some self-motivation here. Yeah. <laughs> so February 3rd is going to be that. And then February 6th is when Stone is sentenced. So February will be fun. Very fun. In impeachment. That month's going to fly for Stone. <laughs> this is last month. I guess he has two months. Yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't locked up. Yeah. I'm surprised he wasn't remanded until his sentencing. But uh, the judge was like, mm, just as long as you just don't violate your gag order, which she... Which he did like three times. I don't. He gets the final Christmas of freedom. I guess. Oh, that's oh. good for him. Maybe that is a sign I'll that he's going to get a heavy sentence. <laughs> you can count on me one more time, <laughs> please. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'll see my parents. No superseding indictments. (laughs) And presents on the tree that are rocks that I made. Is it snow or cocaine? (laughs) That's what it is. I can't move the right side of my body. Do you have any idea what the street value of this mountain is? Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Better off dead. Hey, John Cusack, if you're listening. Um... (laughs) All right. Oh, I know all of that went over both of y'all's heads. <laughs> it did. I know John Cusack. That's about it. <laughs> it's because he's been in movies since the 80s. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the impeachment stuff, as we discussed in a previous episode, the chair of the House Judiciary, Jerry Nadler, sent a letter to Trump telling him, hey, you should participate. We're having a thing uh, <laughs> this week. <laughs> or you can send your lawyers if you want. No, you're going to be at NATO, whatever. Uh, and so he invited him to the first impeachment hearing to take place this week. He gave him a deadline of Sunday night, December 1st, to decide. And then he gave him a December 6th deadline to decide if he was going to participate in future hearings. Uh, I had tweeted that I imagine Trump will say, because Trump was like, 100%, I want to come and testify, mm-hmm. 100%. And I was like, that's what you said about the Mueller thing. Here's what he's going to say in the impeachment thing I tweeted. I imagine... Uh, it's unfair. It's an unfair process. So I won't participate, though, uh, though I want to, but I won't because it's a sham. But I would if it weren't a hoax, which it is. So I won't. Mm-hmm. That's what I said he would say. Well, in a letter Sunday night to the House from Trump's lawyer, Pat Cipollone, if it were from Trump, it probably would have said exactly that. But it was from his lawyer. <laughs> and that's pretty much what he said. He said, this baseless inquiry violated due process and fairness. The committee's unfair process violates due process. You can't fix an irretrievably broken process. It's too late to cure the profound procedural deficiencies that have tainted the entire inquiry. We cannot fairly be expected to participate. We do not intend to participate. So those are some of the select lines from... (laughs) Totally what an innocent person would say. From the letter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah, wouldn't you want to be there to, to, like, defend yourself in any way if it's so bad? 
Right. And that that was like, here's your and, and, and the, the crazy thing is, is that they don't even have to do this. This is still in the impeachment in the House phase, which is the grand jury phase. Generally, in grand juries, you do not allow cross examinations or to be you know, face your accuser. That's what the trial's for. That's what happens in the Senate. So in the Republican led Senate, will Trump testify on his own behalf? Will he show up? Will he send lawyers? Hundred percent. Hundred all my beans. No. Yeah. He might send lawyers, but he's not going to be there. So um, the Senate will be forced to actually pick up the, you know, pick up the torch and continue on, even if they don't eventually vote for it. They still have to actually go through the trial. By the rules, they have to. They have to Mm -hmm. have opening statements. uh, Mm -hmm. And then they have to, then the presiding judge, which is Chief Justice John Roberts, Mm -hmm. uh, can decide whether or not he will allow the House managers, which are the lawyers for the prosecution in this case, the Mm -hmm. House Democrats, to say, we want to call Don McGahn. We want to submit the Mueller grand jury materials. We want to submit the Mueller report. We want to call John Bolton, yeah. um, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Roberts has to either decide on that or have the Senate vote on it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a simple majority vote. Three Republicans, if they want to hear, if just three Republicans want to hear that testimony, they would have to continue with that testimony. Right. Or John Roberts can just say, uh, yes, I'm compelling them to come and testify. And then they wouldn't they wouldn't put it to the full Senate. So that's kind of what the you know, if if the Democrats want to have this impeachment part done in the House by Christmas, that's why they're willing to do this is because all those other things that they want to talk about can be brought out in the Senate. Right. Uh, And if they aren't, if 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 every single Republican votes against just hearing from witnesses. Right. Then we hold that against them in 2020. That's a bad look. And there will be outrage. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. so. So the chance, so the chances are, once it reaches the Senate, we're we're going to hear from people, or they're, it's going to be in their best interest to have these people come forward and testify and at least participate in the process, even if they eventually vote against. Yes, he's con- convicting him. Hundred percent. Right. Okay. And if they do eventually vote against, even after a full trial mm-hmm. and everybody gets to appear, we still uh, use that in twenty twenty mm-hmm. to to run the Senate. Yeah. It's uh, going back to Trump's reason for not showing up because it's a sham process. Those are the same talking points that everyone on the GOP side is using. And mm-hmm. I wish that the Republicans would do the same thing Trump did and just not show up to any of the hearings. And then we'd get all the votes and everything would go our way. And wouldn't that be great? Yeah, right. But of course not. Because yeah, they show up to vote. It's not about it being a sham process. Mm-mm. It's about him not wanting to incriminate himself. That's a good point. Like you're, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. too unfair for you to show up and testify, but y'all show up and vote and participate. Yeah, you could come up, you could show up and do the same shit Jim Jordan does every time he sits there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hello my baby. Hello my honey. Jim, Jim, Hello my ragtime gal. <laughs> Jim Jordan. Okay, I was That's watching Jim Jordan. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking like he has a very chaotic energy and I was just watching an episode of um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia over the weekend, the one where um, Dennis is driving while eating cereal. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? Yes. <laughs> I was just thinking like Jim Jordan seems like the kind of person who would eat cereal out of a bowl while he drives. Is he eating it frantically and yelling at people? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like And like spilling milk on himself and just being like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> tearing off his shirt in a rage or something. Yes. I don't know. He's blaming everyone for the... in. What word am I looking yeah, for? Yeah, he like blames for the how person. annoying it is to eat cereal while driving. It's he, like, like he could have just eaten before he left. Right. It. And he blames the person in front of, of him for getting milk all over his pants. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Jim Jordan. Uh, anyway. Milk pants. Milk <laughs> pants. All these. That's also a Matt Gates thing. Milk. Milk <laughs> is always Nunez. I'm telling you, there's a through line with milk. Mommy issues. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> Meta. 
Meta milk. <laughs> GOP so, meta milk issues. If anyone has any other milk associations with evil Republicans, please tweet them at me at Jordan's Confused. I really want to know. I want to know. Because if there's something too big milk, I'm going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> big milk. <laughs> Anyway, go to your local farmer's market. Um, And here's the other thing, too. Today, Trump said in a helicopter conference that Zelensky came at helicopter conferences, what he yells in front of helicopters, said that Zelensky came out strongly exonerating him in an interview that Zelensky did. Trump saying Zelensky said no pressure, no quid pro quo. But that is not what Zelensky said. Um, Not that we are surprised. Trump is lying about it. What Zelensky actually said was, quote, look, I never really talked to the president from a position of a quid pro quo, but you have to understand we're at war. If you're a strategic partner, you can't go blocking anything for us. I think it's about fairness. It's not about quid pro quo. It just goes without saying. And what that means to me isn't, you know, I'm not talking about a quid pro quo here. I'm like, I don't care what you're offering me or what you're not offering me. You can't block the aid. Mm-hmm. So that is at the fundamental basic level. Now you yeah. add a bribery s- stitch into it, and you know, but he can't say. He can't be like, yeah, he totally bribed me. Mm-hmm. Um, because he needs this aid. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is interesting because what he said there, how you just explain it is way worse than anything he could have said, right? Like he's saying, I'm not even going to put myself, I never even put my mindset in the position of being on the other end of that because that's how like wrong that would be to do. Yeah. What really happened was you were just cutting off aid and like that's what I'm hung up on is that part. We're at war. Yeah. You're cutting mm-hmm. off aid. The right. reason is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. If, I mean, like I said, add the reason he did it. Yes. You're Now you have bribery. Yeah. Um, but yeah. which to them is lower on the totem pole because they're like, we just need, they just this need aid. the military aid. Yeah, yep. It's not exactly like right. they create or they committed human rights violations or something, and the U.S. has a legitimate reason to cut it off. They mm-hmm. just cut it off, and he knows that there wasn't a legitimate reason to do that. But that's what the Republicans now are saying in their minority report out mm-hmm. of the Intelligence Committee. They're saying, and I, the, and Seth Abramson kind of went over this. Uh, I, I've talked about it that it would be so much easier if Trump hadn't said his call was perfect. If he said, "Look, yeah, maybe it was wrong, but it's not impeachable." But since he said, "I did nothing wrong," now the minority has to say he did nothing wrong, and that's exactly what they did. They came out and said, "This is uh, not only is it not impeachable, he didn't do anything wrong. He's allowed to hold aid back." Uh, because of the long history of corruption in the country, that's the actual defense they're going with. That's so absurd. He didn't leave them. He didn't leave them any wiggle room by nope. using that immediately. Yep. <sighs> so, and they probably wanted to come out with a report that said, "Look, can we just say it was fucked up what you did, but not impeachable?" And mm-hmm. he was like, "No, well, no." It's yes. I mean, I actually I just heard on or earlier on the radio. Um, Actually, no, I think it was the NPR Politics podcast. But anyway, there was a, a vote recently about how many people think that the pres- what, what he did was wrong or was an instance of misconduct versus how many people think it's impeachable. And something like 70% of Americans polled think it was improper and yeah. it was an act of misconduct. And um, 50% want to yeah, like, remove for it. Yeah, just 50% think that he should be impeached or removed. But like, 
a lot of by, by saying he did nothing wrong, they're actually going against the grain of the majority of Americans, even mm-hmm. including Republicans, um, because a, a lot of people, while they don't think it was necessarily impeachable, still think it was wrong. Yeah. And so this just blatant defense of him is probably like pissing people off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you That's have to point. remember, too, that there's what, 330 million people in America. Right. 130 million people voted in 2016. Mm-hmm. 65 million voted for Hillary. 62 million voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. And that's only 20 to 21 percent of Americans right. voted for Trump. So, you know, when everyone's like his hardcore base, it's it, it's probably 40 percent of voters, mm-hmm. but it's only like 20 percent of the country. Mm-hmm. And and that's so that when he's looking at, oh, 70 percent think it was improper, 30 percent think don't care or think it's OK. I'm all right. I still got my 20 percent. Mm-hmm. He's just counting on people not voting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. That's the best he can do at this point, honestly. Mm-hmm. Well, the best he can do at this point is resign so we can get a pardon. Um, but I don't know if he's got that in him. Um, and Washington Post says, uh, first of all, and here's something else, too. We talked about this a little bit over the weekend. There's no official records about that September 9th call Sundland testified he had with Trump. This is the exoner- exonerating call where um, he, where Sundland said, what do you want from Ukraine? And he actually testified, I think I might have used a four-letter word, like, what the fuck do you want from Ukraine? To which Trump said, I want nothing, I want nothing, I want no quid pro quo, which Trump used to defend himself. And you remember, he, you saw that Sharpie yeah. note, I want nothing, I want, and then it turned into a Morrissey song, and then somebody did it, <laughs> somebody did it to the tune of I want to be sedated, it was fantastic. But um, that's, and that's why he jumped on that the next day, is because Sunlin testified to this September 9th call and Washington Post is saying there are no, there is no record that call ever occurred at all. So they, Sondland fabricated it for hmm. a, a talking point to exonerate Trump, which means he did it under oath, which means hmm. he lied to Congress and again. if that can be proven again. And this is like the third time. After <clears throat> amended testimony. After amended and then amended again. This is like Kushner's security clearance application or something, right? What, isn't that what he did? 38 times yeah. he had to amend that shit or something. I can't decide whether or not he's trying to be honest in order to get a, a lesser sentence or whether or not he's waiting for a pardon. Like, he's all over the place right now. Sondland. Well, I'm sure Trump said, hey, you got to do this for me. Uh, otherwise, I'll expose you for something else. And then and then there was that weird video going around of that that really quick interaction between Nunez and Sundland in the hallway when Sundland was walking in to testify and Nunez stopped him, said something, Sundland like nodded his head and then they just kept walking. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that they were on camera, but somebody in the gallery, uh, gallery Galleria, that's a mall. Somebody, <laughs> galley, that's where you eat. Uh, someone in the room uh, caught, caught him on camera doing that, making that little exchange and I can't help but wonder if Trump and Nunez and everybody had a deal because Nunez was having private meetings mm. To on how to deal with the impeachment, somebody got a hold of Sunland and said, "Hey, you got to fabricate a call on September 9th. Um, say you you don't know when it was for sure, September 6th through September 9th, because we know for sure, and there is evidence that Sunland talked to Trump on September 6th or 7th, because that's when he had that no quid pro quo. You know, there was no quid pro quo, and that's when he texted back to to um, Bill, Bill Taylor, Taylor. Mm-hmm. and said." Your uh, assessment of the president is wrong. No quid pro quo. Meep, merp, meep. <laughs> so it, it's, that's just fascinating. And um, Crime and Justice did a great piece on that. Um, 
so check that out if you get a chance to. Uh, and uh, let's see. So yeah, we're going to... So right now the House is going over. The, the Dems are re- getting ready to release their report. And they just did, I think. And the, and the Republicans have released their minority report. They're all going over it right mm-hmm. now. They have 24 hours. Like tonight, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're doing that right now. And we'll have more information for that in tomorrow's show um, for you. Uh, and then let's see. So So it's not that the Republicans are saying Trump did bad things, like I said. That they're not impeachable. They're saying the president did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's just crazy. Saying his actions were prudent. I think we're going to hear that word a lot. They're going to drive that home a lot. Prudent. Yeah. Not even not wrong, but wise. Yeah. Because he had the right to withhold funds and deny meetings and deny meetings based on the long history of corruption in that country. Even though there is no evidence that he did any other corruption other than looking into Biden and the 2016 crowd strike thing. What about all the meetings Giuliani was having with people other than the president all the time? What? What, what about those meetings? Whatever, whatever, man. Yeah, those are fine. Quit asking questions. We knew those ones weren't going to be corrupt. Too many questions. You just got too many questions, man. Yeah. <laughs> I really <laughs> so, do, though. <laughs> tomorrow, the Intelligence Committee will vote on sending that report, which includes both sides, majority and minority, to the House Judiciary Committee. Judiciary is tasked with drawing up articles, which will be voted on by the judiciary. If that passes, it has to go to the full House for debate and then a full House vote on the articles, and then it's handed off to the Senate. Um, And we just learned who will be testifying in the first impeachment hearings this week in the House Judiciary. Remember, these aren't fact witnesses. They're scholars and impeachment experts, and they include Noah Feldman from Harvard Law, Pamela Carlin from Stanford, uh, Michael Gerhardt from the University of North Carolina School of Law, and Jonathan Hurley from GW so um, Law School. And so that's who's going to be there. Three Dems, quote-unquote, one Repub. And, of course, Trump weighs in and says, oh, only one Republican, three Dems. That's fair. But we invited you and your lawyers and you decided not Mm -hmm, to come. So mm -hmm. suck it. And so these questions are going to be more like moral questions, sort of, or or like like political theory kind of questions. Not even uh, morality or theory. Just what is the law? What is impeachment? What does the interpretation of the Constitution say about impeachment? What are our steps? What is impeachable? What is bribery? What is treason? What mm-hmm. is this? What is that? Interesting. So kind of the known scope uh, of our, you know, 240 plus collective years of understanding of impeachment in the Constitution. Huh. Yeah. And bringing that um, more mainstream understanding to everyone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, to me, that sounds like something you would sort of do behind closed doors, kind of like when Neil Katyal, like, makes the scope of the Mueller probe, for example. Um, but what I think you said just now is true. That's what we need is for people to see a publicly broadcasted yeah. sort of inquisition. Yeah. I would actually equate it also to sort of like because impeachment turns the House into a grand jury for all intents and purposes, intense mm-hmm. and intense and purposes, not intensive purposes. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, that this could be seen as thank a you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. That this could be seen as grand jury instruction. Which mm-hmm. happens during right. uh, a grand jury. When a grand jury is impaneled, they go, okay, here's what's going to happen, and here's how this works, and here's what the law is. And da, da, da. Is so there a Schoolhouse Rock video about impeachment? Oh, God. Uh, they're pro- I don't remember one. When Maybe. did those first start? The 70s. Yeah, but then they like remade them, I think. Well, then they really the- missed the, the freaking chance. <laughs> <laughs> they might have made them after the thing and said, we weren't going to need one of these for a while. Yeah. Yeah, someone has to, mm. y- we have to reach the youths, too. Mm-hmm. So I made a Schoolhouse Rock video about impeachment if there isn't already. The yeah. Youths. I'm for impeachment. Write a book. So is it yeah. just going to be like, do you think just House, I mean, because the Republicans will still be able to ask some questions, too, right? Like, they'll be able to ask all of these legal experts questions? 
Yeah, I have to look at the rules again for the Judiciary Committee, but okay. I think it's set up the same way, 90-90 and then five apiece. Yeah. Yeah, so Trump... Sorry, go ahead, Jordan. No, I was just going to say, if that's what they're doing, it'll be interesting since it's it's it sounds like the way you describe it, it's more so interpretation questions of, of something that's relatively unprecedented and then also pulling from what they did in the past the one other time. Yeah, and see, um, there's the, in the minority report, the Republicans are saying, you're not following the process that we've followed in the past impeachments, and these people will be able to say, yes, we are, and here's exactly how, and mm-hmm. here's why you're wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's important here, is because I think the only thing that this could undercut is the Republican argument that the process is a sham. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I said uh, one other time, Hoax. but we've had more. We've had more than just Nixon, right? There's mm-hmm. there's Clinton, a- Clinton and, and Johnson. Johnson. Let's do it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Fourth time's a charm. Y'all ready for this? I just want to. Jack James. They need a good coach. 2019. Yeah, they really do. Just turn it in. Just have some Gatorade waiting. Bill Belichick would cut off sleeves in the corner, just scowling the whole time. They come and dump the Gatorade cooler on top of the lawyer's head. Oh God! Jeez. Oh, speaking of which, did you guys see the thing that Trump tweeted last week, um, where he photoshopped his head onto like a wrestler's body? Oh, it was uh, Rocky Balboa's body, actually. Okay. Yeah. God, I'm so embarrassed I didn't know that. Um, (laughs) Anyway, somebody um, tweeted, "Yeah, the only problem here is that Rocky actually beat the Russians." <laughs> and then someone else did like a other swap where they put Sylvester Stallone's head on Trump's body. <laughs> it was so sad. Um, I think that was Jewel or Julie reposted it. Julie, who joined us as a guest a couple weeks ago, uh, Larry put it up too. Oh, okay, yeah. So it was a meme. So funny. Cool. Cool. Yes. Yeah. God, Gross. his Twitter account is terrifying. I know it is. Soon, guys. Soon. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll be right back with an incredible story by Molly Jongfast, who we've had on Mueller, she wrote in the past, our other podcast. For the Daily Beast, she wrote a piece uh, about Lisa Page of Struck and Page fame and their text messages. We'll get to that, uh, so stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's AG. Today's episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by Embark. My dog is the best, although you might think your dog is the best. Uh, she's always excited to see me. She gives me unconditional love. She never corrects my grammar. I appreciate that. Uh, I want to take care of her, make sure she has the longest, healthiest life possible. And that is why I got Embark. The Embark breed and health DNA test is, is the key to understanding what you need to provide your dog with, with their best life. Learn about your dog's breed and lineage. You can find family members, uh, from dog family members, and you screen for potential genetic health conditions. That's the number one reason. I got it. Over 50% of dogs are either at risk or a carrier of genetic disease. And the sooner you know, the sooner you can help them. The Embark DNA test is quick and easy. Just send one simple cheek swab and they do the rest. Embark uses the most comprehensive DNA testing on the market, looking at over 100 times as much genetic info as the competition. Not only to give the most accurate results, but to make future genetic discoveries. Every Embark pup brings them closer to their goal of ending preventable diseases in dogs. And this is a perfect gift for the holidays. If you knew somebody who has a rescue pup, you want to know what their origins are, maybe where their family came from. This is just such a great gift, and it's so easy to use. They have an exclusive holiday offer you can't get anywhere else. Go to EmbarkVet.com now and use promo code DAILYBEANS to save 15% off your dog DNA test kit. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS to save. You'll be glad you did. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Dude, This that Embark thing is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 
I was just about to give away a Christmas present to someone who listens to the podcast. I forgot it's not just three of us talking sometimes. Um, <laughs> People do listen. Some of you might get an embark for Christmas. Enjoy. Uh, <laughs> but before we get to um, the Lisa Page interview, which I um, had uh, teased before the break there in the Daily Beast, Jordan, what is up? With California 50th, Duncan Hunter. Yeah, we have good Duncan Hunter news. Uh, He's expected in federal court Tuesday. That would be tomorrow, if you're a patron today, if you are not, or just late. (laughs) Because tomorrow today is yesterday. Exactly. Uh, And yeah, reporting came out. He told KUSI San Diego that he's planning on pleading guilty to campaign finance violations. So he's switching his guilty plea. Uh, He's been holding on to this guilty plea for over a year now. So this is pretty a pretty extended fight he's giving the kind of familiar excuse uh, or reason i should say that he doesn't want to put his kids through trial and that's why he's pleading guilty um but by not wanting to put his kids through trial i think that actually means it's not worth it to me to spend the time paying an attorney to try to defend me and appeal everything because i know i'm going to lose and nobody really cares about me enough to back me up all trump like basically is what that means <laughs> back me um, up all trump like yeah also his wife pled guilty to conspiracy to misuse campaign funds so that's a hard one to kind of get out of <laughs> yeah she, he, he's effed he's yeah so i know i don't know if she like did that unannounced or something like margaret did you plead guilty without telling me we're a team <laughs> margaret we are a team but he also cheated on her, so she probably doesn't fucking give any shits anymore. Um, Five times, yeah, that we know and of. use and use the campaign money to fund it. Mm. It was freaking crazy. Yeah, like it's literally a guy from Parks and Recreation. I can't remember his name right now, but he's like, in fact, I have to admit, I yes. had sex with prostitutes in the limousine on the way over. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, sorry, the guy that's on um. Uh, like the council the yeah city he's council. a city councilman so funny i know i forget his name yeah me too but he's he's like very is he very disheveled looking is he, he looks like duncan hunter oh okay then no that guy looks he looks like he has his shit together yeah but clearly he does he's not. kind of a nunez hunter combo yeah um he has not formally resigned he's republican hot mm-hmm. as we were talking about before the break we were talking about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Duncan Hunter like could be worse <laughs> yeah it definitely could be but <laughs> Republican hot yeah <laughs> difference well it's because he's from San Diego so it kind of has a surfer vibe too you know yeah going on but um anyway he's not going to be here for long because he's <laughs> he hasn't formally resigned but he did say that it's been a privilege to serve Congress so unless this was like a moment of guided gratitude or something in yoga uh and then he also shared it with the press i'd say it's probably a statement that he's leaving (laughs) and he's just done yeah and i think isa wants to run for his seat oh yeah yeah Mm. but amar kampar amin kampar najar right is that his name Amar Kampanajar. Yeah, he's running still. And yeah. he came within three points yeah, last yeah. time in 2018. Yeah. So Totally. That's who we're um, endorsing officially now, today, on the Daily Beans podcast. Yeah, he got really close. Um, and Duncan's sentencing guidelines are 8 to 14 months in prison, actually, but he's probably not going to get that. Oh, his that's lawyers, it? Yeah. His lawyers are going to... in the wrong business. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, you... I could live that like kind of life and just bullshit and cheat and steal <laughs> and live the high life and then just go to oh, jail man, just for like six months every ten <laughs> every ten years just spend a few months in jail totally that's how a lot of people live their lives <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so ethical it would be so easy yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are other ways to spend time in prison, I guess. Um, like being a nonviolent drug offender, if you want to do it that way. But, no, I um, need to be a rich, high-powered politician so that I don't right. get 20 years. Yeah. Everything's so fucked up. <laughs> uh, anyways. Really cranking on the positivity over here today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he has like a military background and a long history of public service, and he also has a fucking dad who like... A fucking dad. <laughs> his dad's been in politics. They're like California. It's so Cal legacy. So I don't know. That tends to bode well for daddy boys when they're getting sentenced. <laughs> um, but this also means that all the other investigations in him are going to be dropped too. So if there was like a House Ethics Committee investigation, for example, and that's going to be dropped. Um, and... Yeah, that's pretty much it. Today kind of marks the end of Duncan Hunter. Bye, Duncan. Yeah, finally. Fuck. Na, 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 na. Peace out. Yeah, hate that guy so hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you know what? It's okay to hate that guy. I I give myself permission. <laughs> this is a safe. You know what? This is a safe space. <laughs> Thank for you for disliking Republicans. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for that reporting, Jordan. I hope he does go yes. down. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Sorry. Well, and he's it, taking himself down at this point. So yeah, we're all giggly today. Take what is it? Yeah. Down. I don't know. I'm just in a weird mood. Same mm-hmm. too. We recorded really early yesterday, so totally sober. Not stone. No, no, have nothing. Yeah, no, no same. Thing. Just uh. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it'd be like that. Uh huh. Sometimes it'd be like that. Yes. All right. In a Daily Beast exclusive this Monday from Molly Jong Fast, awesome person, uh, Erica Jong's daughter, one of my favorite authors. And she, we've, we had her on Mueller, she wrote. She's a fantastic mm-hmm. person. She interviewed former FBI lawyer and ongoing Trump target Lisa Page, uh, who is now breaking two years of silence. We all know Lisa Page from the text messages released by the Department of Justice in the middle of the night anonymously under Rod Rosenstein which uh, we knew to be cherry-picked and released for political purposes only. These are the text messages between Lisa Page and Peter Strzok, who uh, were subsequently removed from Mueller's team for the appearance of bias, though the Inspector General of the Department of Justice, Horowitz, found no bias impacted their work on the Russia investigation in 2016 whatsoever. But nevertheless, Trump and his minions have hung on to these text messages as proof of a deep state conspiracy triple-cross frame job meant to prevent Trump from being president which is patently ridiculous because none of them have leaked that Trump was under federal investigation during the campaign, which Hillary ended up losing. Uh, When asked why Lisa Page was willing to break her silence, she said, honestly, his demeaning fake orgasm was really the straw that broke the camel's back. (laughs) That was when Trump acted out an orgasm between Strzok and Page during his rally in Minneapolis in October. Oh, Lisa. Oh, Lisa. And it it was just absolutely misogynistic and horrible and disgusting yeah it really was it's so gross yeah. he probably doesn't really know what a real orgasm sounds like though <laughs> doubt he's ever given a woman an just, orgasm yeah just porn <laughs> not with that mushroom uh the forthcoming ig report uh which is due out next week we've been talking about uh will exonerate page lisa page of the allegations that she acted out of bias against trump even though the ig report there's already been an ig report that did that as well but she told molly jong fast that she doesn't expect the exoneration to make much of a difference because trump trump has a very loud megaphone that's what she says she goes on to say at the end of july in 2017 i was informed by the department of justice that i'm under investigation for political text messages and honestly i have no idea what they're talking about and initially they're very coy about it what i do know is that my text messages will reveal that i previously had an affair and i'm overwhelmed by dread and embarrassment about the prospect that the Office of Inspector General investigators, Andy, and my colleagues now know or could learn about this deeply personal secret. Andy McCabe? I, that's, yeah, that's who I think she's talking about there. 
<clears throat> that was her concern, not criminal liability, because she said, quote, having an opinion and sharing that opinion publicly or privately with another person is squarely within the permissible bounds of the Hatch Act. It's in the regulations. I retain my First Amendment rights, so I'm not all that worried about it. And that makes total sense to me. She reveals in this article she's a GS-15 lawyer, uh, and I am a GS-14. And so the same Hatch Act principles apply to her that apply to me. We're a lot. We have First Amendment rights to have opinions, especially in private conversations. And so there's no possible mm-hmm. way that this could violate the Hatch Act. She's a lawyer. That's her job. So mm-hmm. she knows. She knows what the Hatch Act's about. And in December 2017, the day after Flynn's plea, a report comes out about Page being under investigation for political bias, and it includes the affair. But the affair wasn't part of the IG investigation. In fact, the inspector general guaranteed Page and Strzok that their affair would not be made public. But Washington Post included their affair in the story. Hmm. The night before Rosenstein was scheduled to testify on the Hill, uh, Department of Justice spokesperson Sarah Flores called reporters into the Justice Department late at night on a weekday and provided them a cherry-picked selection of Lisa Page's text messages to review and report on in advance of the Rosenstein hearing. According to Page, the reporters weren't allowed to source them to the Department of Justice, and they weren't allowed to copy or remove them. Just take notes. So that's sneaky. But despite becoming a public uh, political punching bag for Trump, what really devastated Page isn't what Trump did to her, although it was traumatic. It's what he did to the FBI and the Department of Justice. And she says, it's crushing to see the noble Justice Department, my Justice Department, the place I grew up in and feel like it's abandoned its principles in tr- of truth and independence. So Molly Jong Fast closes with, it's not just that Lisa Page may never be safe as long as Trump is president, it's that we won't be safe either. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really good piece. If you get a chance, really um, check it out, Daily Beast. And uh, I want to thank Lisa Page and her colleagues and Molly Jong Fast for their bravery in the face of this administration and its supporters especially, because it's not always just, you know, the top. Mm-hmm. It's everybody who... Sends all the death threats and comes after them just continually, repeatedly, and then all, you know, the whole bot network. It's just, it's got to be a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to read that. I haven't read it yet. It's really good. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be right back with news from the Supreme Court as it takes up the first gun rights case it has in a decade. Stick with us. Hey, everybody, it's AG. My favorite part about the holidays is reconnecting with family. I love swapping stories and reliving moments together, but keeping those memories alive can be hard. That is why last Christmas I gave my mom the most meaningful gift, StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones tell their story of their lives through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal experiences. And every week, StoryWorth emails your family member or whoever you select different story prompts, like... What have been some of your life's greatest surprises? And what's one of the riskiest things you've ever done? And then after a year, StoryWorth will compile every answered question and photo you choose to include into a beautiful keepsake book that is shipped for free. And that's what I'm going to get this year because we started this with my mom last year. And what I love about it is they come up with unique questions I never thought they would ask. And they make it fun and easy to connect with family in a meaningful way. You never know what family history StoryWorth will uncover. I found out so many fascinating stories about my mom over the past year. Um, I, I learned my grandmother was friends with Louis Armstrong, tried to teach her how to play the trumpet. <laughs> That's so crazy. Uh, also, I learned that uh, my grandmother might be a big old liar. Uh, but <laughs> preserve and pass on memories with StoryWorth, the most meaningful gift for your family. Sign up today. I'm going to storyworth.com slash dailybeans. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash dailybeans for $20 off. You'll be glad you did. 
All right, so today the Supreme Court is hearing a big case in gun rights. This is about New York passing a law banning the transport of guns by legal gun owners to certain places, uh, like a second home. Uh, they, they were trying to do a law that said you could only take it to the gun range within the city and back to your house. But New York amended that law when they found out that they were being sued for it and then asked the, the Supreme Court to dismiss the case since the issues had been addressed, citing SCOTUS no long, longer needs to rule on this case. This is the first gun case in 10 years and could expand uh, Second Amendment rights considerably if it goes the way the conservatives want it to. However, we need to remember John Roberts cares a lot about legacy. Um, he might be a conservative swing vote. But we have an unprecedented number of mass shootings in the past two years, and he may side with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who said today the case should be dismissed and SCOTUS shouldn't hear it at all. That would provide a way out for Roberts, who tends to, you know, not, he doesn't like to intervene. Um, And New York has argued that the lawsuit did get them to amend their laws, so the litigation has worked, there was a remedy, and so there's no reason for the case to go forward. Interestingly, Kavanaugh was the only justice not to ask a single question. Um, I personally have beans on SCOTUS not ruling on this matter. I think Roberts will come down on the, I'm not going to mess with my legacy, too many mass shootings, public you know, outcry will be bad. Mm-hmm. They amended their law, no need for this case. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping happens. But we'll see. We'll see how the vote goes. I just, Kavanaugh didn't ask one single question. Hmm. Yeah, it seems like. He cried though and said he liked beer. <laughs> oh, I like beer. I wonder if they give a shit for that ever. Dude, I would. Yeah. I, I have no idea what their relationship is with each other as justices. Or Kagan, I would just like, whoever pulls uh, Kavanaugh for Secret Santa, he just gets beer. Oh, <laughs> and a new calendar. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, would, that would be endearing at that point, honestly. At least you're giving him a gift. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, finally here. Um, Not that he deserves one. No. But for him, for his peace of mind. <laughs> uh, Sestak and Bullock have dropped out of the 2020 Democrat presidential race. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I for a second I was like, did Sandra Bullock run for president? That I, I didn't know about it. I call him Sleestack because I don't know what else to call him. But uh, and Bullock, I remember Bullock. Um, he they both. Uh, well, I don't know anything about Sleestack. I don't know what they but, look like. Uh, Bullock was very mod. They all look the same. Uh, they have dropped out of the Dem 20. They're just milk toast. Weird. Just dudes, white dudes. <laughs> I think, I hope, I hope, because now I'm a dick if uh, Slee Stack is not. Let's check him out. Do, 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 do. S-E-S-T-A-K. I really don't, I don't think I looked into their names if I ever did hear them before. Does anyone know anything about them? Uh, Bullock I know about. He was like a... You are correct. They're both middle-aged white men. Oh, Could have been bad. <laughs> yeah. Um... Um, he was one of the moderate ones who were saying, you know, mm. we have to have reasonable things. Nobody, oh. you know, you, you're going to lose people. You have to fo- be moderate, say centered. And basically just every young person was like, nah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I think they're both pretty moderate. Steve Bullock was the governor of Montana. Yeah. And uh, great governor for Montana. Sestak was a retired U.S. Navy officer, and um, he's he's a member of Congress from Pennsylvania. But yeah, um, both dropped out, huh? We got it. We got Pennsylvania covered. Biden's oh, wow. from there. Well, sort of. <laughs> yeah, so they're gone. Oh, and so far, only six candidates have qualified for this month's debate. When is this month's debate? It's this month. <laughs> Sometime this month. So it's we like have the twentieth or something. I yeah. just pulled that out of my butt. Hold. <laughs> <laughs> pulled that out of my butt. Hold. 
Hold. Let's so only see. only six so far. Yeah, so far it's Biden, Warren, Buttigieg, Harris, Sanders, and Amy Klobuchar. But not Tulsi Gabbard or no, Tom no. Steyer. No. Huh. And and Booker hasn't made it yet. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, Booker. Oh. I kinda want him to be on there. Me I think too. he provides a really great voice. Me too. He really does. I'm gonna I still have a, a bunch of open donations to make. I think I'll, I'll throw him another, mm-hmm. see if I can get him on there. I don't know if it's his polling. I'll check it out. It could be his polling that's not getting him there because he might have enough donations and not enough polling. Oh, okay. It's oh. December 19th, by the way. Okay, cool. Cool. 19. Yeah. I was just saying before we started recording that just interesting fact for you, um, Bernie was the most Googled candidate on Thanksgiving by a very large margin. Mm. And I think that's because his campaign did a huge effort around educating your relatives on electability. Yeah. They had a major push to Smart. get to for mm-hmm. young people to talk to their older familial mm-hmm. counterparts about progressive issues specifically Mm -hmm. you know obviously about sanders and Mm -hmm. what democratic socialism is and how Mm -hmm. it's not socialism and yeah so they they actually made a a giant push to do that it kind of reminded me of the big schlep um where sarah silverman was like get your mom drag your drag your parents out your retired parents from florida (laughs) Mm -hmm. out to vote for the democrat Mm -hmm. she called it the big schlep it's funny (laughs) that was great uh all right let's get social Hashtag. Okay, today's hashtag is hashtag R.I.P. Lil Bub, the famous internet cat that captured our hearts and whose owner turned viral stardom into a philanthropy for pets in need. Um, Lil Bub has passed away, and everyone is celebrating her life and her legacy. If you've never met Lil Bub, head to the socials and keep her memory trending. Our podcast today is dedicated to this special podcat and her incredible owner. So we will see you on the Rainbow Bridge, Lil Bub. I'm very sad about Lil Bub. Bye, Lil Bub. Do you have a picture of Lil Bub? Do you, do you know who Lil Bub is? No. You got to see Lil Bub. Okay. <laughs> you don't know who Lil Bub is? I do not know Lil Bub. She's 10. Look, it's that one with the little Aww. tongue. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. Lil Bub. Yeah. I know. I don't think I ever saw Lil Bub. Rest in peace. So, in your, not your internet travels? No. no. So her cat daddy like put together this huge philanthropic because little bub went viral mm-hmm. on instagram mm-hmm. like like cats do mm-hmm. and um just started raising all this money all this money for pets in need so i thought that was really that is really cool cool that little legacy that that she leaves behind them well i love little bub that's sad okay with that <laughs> the happy <laughs> notes at the end here um celebrate celebrate little bub hashtag okay i will uh See you guys soon. We have any final thoughts? Okay, I watched. Speaking of, just to bring a full circle, back to yoga. I watched the Bikram documentary. Oh God, mm-hmm. that guy. Oh, he mm-hmm. is so insane. And why I'm bringing it up now is because I've never seen someone that replicates Trump behavior so closely. He seriously is so similar to him in so many ways. If you haven't seen it and you have Netflix, I would watch it just for the pure craziness if you're a woman you're much more likely to have seen a character like this someone that just gaslights is a child can't take any kind of criticism mm-hmm. is a pathological liar is a predator all of these things is it just an idiot yep. super predator too yes all of these things it's like it's if you're a woman like i said you've probably seen it or experienced it statistically maybe more likely than than your male counterparts are male or whatever I can't talk. The, the male counterparts? <laughs> the male counterparts. I'm trying to be as gender inclusive here as I, I can while, time, <laughs> while referencing statistics. Um, but 
it's so nuts if you can handle it it is definitely a trigger warning because it's about assault manipulation rape it makes you wonder if trump studied bikram like and i don't mean bikram yoga right right, just his behavior because he yeah he got rich so fast i knew i've known about him for a long time Uh we learned about him women's studies classes Mm. many many years ago uh but in like a bad way oh yeah interesting all wow but this documentary um is still very good to watch not uh-huh. i mean not good uh informative no, yeah. yes still very informative yes. still super great it's party time <laughs> feel times. good feel a good film of it, the year. it also just re really reinforced to me the specific characteristics of psychopaths so right. sociopaths and psychopaths yes so and, it, and you're not saying that exaggeratingly no. or hyperbolically either no no literally. not at all yeah so now i feel like after having witnessed trump for a long time and after having witnessed him and then meeting similar characters in my life I feel more informed and like in a better place now to see a to certain person yourself. and be like, oh, nope. Red flag. Fuck that person. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you can take away from it, too, is how they still have so many followers that are so dedicated, mm-hmm. even after being assaulted and abused yes. and manipulated and gaslit and how that sort of I mean, it's almost like a Stockholm syndrome. It totally is. Uh, and, and it kind of will help you sort of understand, like, because we, we sit there, like, every once in a while, I'll just be like, how can people actually like Trump? This kind of goes to, to that. It explains it a little bit about how you can get, and it's it's cult stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what Cult 45 is, mm-hmm. and that's what uh bikram had as well definitely yeah and he fled the country during depositions of his rape and assault charges he fled to mexico still lives in mexico still doing the teacher trainings that he did to like in basically trap like trap women it's freaking crazy and he's just allowed he's just doing it well <sighs> still just doing it it's so crazy yeah if you guys have watched the documentary you should tweet at us and give us your thoughts but yeah, yeah 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 it's also it, like well paced yeah. and like well made and it's interesting how they reveal stuff too so it's it's like worth watching and it's not as like it's awful the stuff that they're talking about is awful mm-hmm. but i think they did a it's watchable it's watchable yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's not like because there's some stuff out there that is not yes. watchable <laughs> there's also yes. a lot of meaning like for trigger and content oh, yes. but this, this is watchable there's yeah. also a lot of hot yoga you can do which is not Bikram yoga Bikram uh-huh. is very specific hot mm-hmm. yoga in yeah. fact 99% of hot yoga is not Bikram because mm-hmm. Bikram I think is 26 poses that you have to do in it order is. and hold for and a certain amount of time exercises. and and that is what exactly it's very defined mm-hmm. so it's the same sequence every fucking time it's too. exact same sequence since in that order for a reason mm-hmm. i don't know it's probably so he says but yeah. then apparently you'll learn well i'll let you watch it <laughs> yeah <laughs> spoiler um, alert yes my final thought is uh we received a nice comment on patreon from one of our patrons um we were referencing uh charities and nonprofits that you could donate to at the border mm-hmm. um to help with that situation mm-hmm. and um f- uh, i don't know their name but uh, their initials are m L and uh, they said I wanted to add this to your nonprofit suggestions. Freedom for Immigrants, which is based here in California, is raising money for their national bond fund, which bonds out detained immigrants. Oh, cool. Um, so they're helping people, um, asylum seekers, and also some lawful permanent residents um, uh, with uh, with their uh, with all, you know, bonding their, them out. Their bond, yeah, bailing them out. So yeah, and I, I, t- I took a quick look at it, and it seems like a really cool organization. So awesome. yeah, so thank you for that comment. Yeah, Excellent. thank you. We can tweet awesome that out. patron. Thank you so much. You guys are so the best. Seriously, I seriously don't know where I'd be without you. Thank you um, very much, and thank you guys because yeah, don't know where I'd be without you. Thank you. 
and all of our other staff members too. All seventy-seven of them. No, there's only <laughs> one other person that helps write coffee, but uh, they're not in their room. Uh, but seriously, um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate all of you, and um, we'll be back tomorrow. So it's not like I've had, I'm sounding like I'm like <laughs> oh, goodbye, everybody, goodbye. Yeah. I can't. I'm like, oh, I have to shut it down. <laughs> that's a weird character. I don't know what that's about. Um, anyway, thank you so much. And that's my final thought. I hope you all take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet and take care of your mental health. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Mandy Reader. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by AG and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reader. Fact checking and research by AG, Jordan Coburn and Amanda Reader. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reader with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>